0: City discount tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wildpeak AT3W all terrain tyre.
1: This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Oh, yes. Good morning to you, Adelaide. It's a beautiful top of 26 degrees today. It's an outdoorsy kind of day. We've got a massive show coming your way ahead of, of course, the uh, the draft on Monday night, which gets me very excited. Uh, it's our final show for the year. Bryce Gibbs has come in a little bit dusty. Bryce, good morning to you.
2: Good morning to you, Tom. Yes, all good <laughs> things must come to an end, and that's today for us on yeah. Saturdays in SA for 2023, it's been, uh, a, pretty Solid. It's been a
1: pretty fun year. Absolutely fun year. Loudest show on SEN, I'd say, and <laughs> uh, and that's not to say we're going. Apparently, we are coming back in February, pending Bryce's decision on <laughs> on a multitude of things. But uh, you know, massive show coming up. We've got uh, a few guests here who I'm trying to. Re- oh yeah, yeah. Chad says. Ch- Ch- Thank you. Producer Sammy is helping us out this morning. I just lost my sheet there. Chad Sayers, friend of the show. We've got to talk about the World Cup and Australia's plight because that is very exciting. They're through to the final up against India. And strikers assistant, women's strikers assistant, Nicole Bolting, is joining us ahead of their game against the Sydney Strikers. Uh, we're also going to do a year in review, our best and worst situations I've uh, got a few things to come your way, Bryce. A couple of surprises in that department.
2: Well, it's been a big year, hasn't it? Uh, across all codes, mm. across all sports. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll touch on a couple of the, the the great things, some big wins, some big moments in sports. And, of course, on the flip side, been a bit of controversy. Yeah. There always is. And we'll uh, we'll touch on that as well. So encourage everyone this morning on the text line 0427 154 Get involved. Send through your... Best moments, best sporting yes. moments of 2023 and, and worst. And worst sporting moments as well. We'll read them out.
1: I'll, I'll put one out there right off the bat. The Bulldogs have been crap for the year. Have I taken yours just then?
2: Uh, no. You okay, have it. It. cool. You have it. The Bulldogs can't talk me through that Well, a bit
1: more. They, they're far below expectations. Their list is a top four list and they failed to make the finals. So there's something a little bit off with that club. So I'm just going to put it out there that they were a disappointment for 2023. That's an easy one. But we do want to hear yours on 0427 154 166. Bryce, can you fill us in on what you got up to last night?
2: I actually went along to the Sixers game last night and I tell you what, what a roller coaster match that was.
1: (laughs) It was incredible.
2: Halfway through the second quarter. There were people walking out. Yeah. They were about 20, 25 points down uh, to the South Melbourne Phoenix yeah. uh, playing against a couple of old teammates in uh, Mitch Creek and DJ Johnson was back playing mm. for the Phoenix, which was uh, it was actually a really nice tribute before the game. Obviously, he's going to be a, yeah. a Hall of Famer for the 36ers, Daniel Johnson. But uh, he looked a little bit strange in different colours. It, yeah. it took a little while to get used to. But uh, off the back of... The one of the best recruits of the year, DJ Vasiljevic, he absolutely turned it on. Mm. And in the second half, uh, he got the stadium absolutely rocking and they came back, uh, they got up by about 10 points at one stage in the last quarter and uh, it got tight towards the end. But uh, yeah, they managed to hang on uh, and had an amazing three-point win.
1: Yeah, that was incredible. I only heard about it when you flicked the message through in the WhatsApp group last night and I had a look at the second half and that was incredible and we'll cover it in your basketball rap gibber but particularly the rebounds from adelaide they were just getting them left right and center and sinking threes from everywhere the tall players the small players whoever wanted to have a shot was just sinking it
2: yeah there's no doubt about that and um you know wiley on the boards i think he had 14 on the night but uh, yeah he was tremendous and uh, yeah, he hit. He, he, it's amazing. He hit a few uh, knockdown threes, and yeah. the crowd just started to come alive. And no doubt the. Uh The diehards uh, cheering certainly helped the 36ers uh, (laughs) get over the line last night. It was fantastic.
1: Yeah, they went absolutely bunter. We've got a few takeaways from the fixture I just want to ask you about, Gibber. Uh, But first, I need to ask you about this. During the week, I've taken to uh, not eating proper meals, but instead eating popcorn at lunchtime. And I want to know if if this is an... a legal thing to do or, or if it's okay by you. There's a uh, butter popcorn, which you can get in a small packet, you know, nature's way, right? It's a butter popcorn or they do the salted version. I've been getting the butter popcorn and then cutting off three to four knobs of butter and placing it onto the pop- butter popcorn as well and then microwaving it. Uh, to melt that butter on top of it all. Hang on, hang, is on that, minute, hang on. Is that even legal?
2: What, just for a snack?
1: Just for a snack. Well, you can make it a meal if it's a big bowl.
2: How does <laughs> your heart go with that?
1: Well, as I always say, I, to know that there's enough salt and butter in something, <laughs> I need my heart to slow down to almost a pause for 10 seconds, and then it kicks back off. And you're away. And then I'm away. So is that legal? 0427154166, can you put butter on top of buttered popcorn? Let me know. Uh, Bryce, but the fixer came out during the week. <laughs> we cover the important stuff here. We're going here. rogue. Yeah, going last rogue.
2: 2023. Taking no There's prisoners. No doubt about that.
1: Fixture came out this week and got to say it was a win for the Crows because they've got a few primetime slots, particularly the uh, gather round uh, six Thursday and Friday night games. They no longer have to travel from Ballarat to Darwin to the Pacific Islands on some form of uh, world tour and Collingwood at the G two trips to the MCG in total, which is better than this year that they had and they play twice Brisbane, Essendon, Geelong, Hawthorne, Port Adelaide, and the Sydney Swans. So no easy double ups really. Hawthorne is the easiest of those ones. Did you have any uh, views around the fixture this week? Well,
2: they were always going to get looked after, mm. Adelaide, weren't they? And that was well publicised after a bit of a blunder. That yeah, a bit later in <laughs> that our screwed show, screwed their year up, Tom. So they're always going to get compensated in in some sort of way, and and the fixture was certainly a, a part of that. Yeah, uh, I mean they deserve to get. Even if they weren't compensated for what happened during the year, they still deserve to get a couple of prime time spots. Some of their mm. their games and some of their their matches this year were absolutely electrifying, and were were fantastic to watch. So, I just think off the back of that, that they've earned alone a couple of uh, prime time slots, um, which is which is. Yeah, well deserved.
1: Yeah, they've become a box office side because of the way they play. So they've definitely earned those. Moving on to Port, they actually got quite a tough fixture uh, regarding you know the opponents that they have. That can always change quickly because a new year can flip flop a few teams. But um, they play these teams twice: the Crows, Carlton, Frio, Melbourne, Richmond, St Kilda. That's the second hardest list of double up opponents. Port. Are also fixture to play in every single Australian state, while they have a tough four game stretch against Carlton, Sydney, Melbourne, and Adelaide near the end of the season. So, Port are really going to have to show what they're worth to make the top four again.
2: Yeah, look, I don't buy into the yeah, yeah, you know, the the a hard fixture or you know they've got the the fourth hardest mm. draw in the comp. Like, like seriously, the, the way teams fluctuate from yeah. year to year yep. Yep. with list turnover and performance and, you know, new game style and structure, whatever it may be. Like We, we always see sliders and, and teams that, you know, jump quickly than, than you expect. So I don't sort of buy into that. But, yeah, I mean, they had a, a pretty strong year, you know, finishing the top four, obviously go go out uh, in straight sets. But, um, you yeah, the, the top, the, the way it's structured, if, if you finish in the top eight, you, you play more teams from the top yep. eight in that year. Uh, and that's just the way it's played out for Port.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. For what it's worth, I think they'll coast, well, not coast through, but I think they're going to be right up there again for Port Adelaide on Monday night. This is, it's like Christmas time for, for recruiters and for people like me, I nerd out on the draft. I love it. There's the machinations of who's going to trade up, who's going to trade down. Brings about it a lot of hope for football clubs and who clubs may be targeting. Hamish Ogilvy, your mate, spoke on Kimbo and the Roots yesterday and he just gave a little morsel, just a little glimmer, a little clue, uh, which I'm going to decode. You had asked
3: me yesterday, I thought we were getting- getting close to set and then uh the phone rang in the afternoon and it's reedy's phone's been ringing all morning and there's probably the possibility of that now so i don't know if it's definite but we've fielded some calls so we reconvened today and prepared some more scenarios to go up with the odd pick and perhaps go back a little bit as well so there's more going on than i anticipated
1: yeah, so we can we know those calls are from Essendon, whether they will slip back one spot for the Crows to go up. And Essendon looking at Riley Hardiman. If they were to get Adelaide's pick 20 as part of that deal, then they could take Riley Hardiman there. And uh, Adelaide are obviously going to move up if uh, Conor O'Sullivan is available, or Caleb Windsor, who's a very, very speedy winger. So that's going to be a fascinating watch in the first round on Monday night. We've got a text here that says, I heard a rumour that Bruce Gibbs was cited at the Entertainment Centre. Any relation to Bryce? Now, Bruce is actually your cousin who's a bit of a wayward. He's uh, He's all over the shop, isn't he, socially, Bruce? He likes to have a good time?
2: I actually uh, <laughs> recognise that number on the text sign and I think it could be uh, our producer, Jace, who's currently um, <laughs> got his feet up on a, yes. on a cruise uh, on a holiday. So... Uh,
1: A.K.A. John Candy. Good morning,
2: John. Thanks for uh, texting in this morning. Obviously, Sammy. Yeah. Producer Sammy's filling in this week, but uh, nice to see uh, he's taking some time out of his holiday to uh, to listen to Saturday's SA. To chime in. John Candy. a boy.
1: Thank you, John. Uh, Yeah, I, I love that he's gone on a cruise ship as well. Have you ever been on a cruise ship, Bryce? It's like a floating food court. I
2: haven't. No, Yeah. I haven't.
1: It's if you really want to kick back, so and that's he's earned it though. He's kicking back. We're
2: hearing some of the stories lately of uh, cruise ships docking down here at the port, (laughs) infested with uh, COVID and gastro. It's a little bit of a turn off. I'm not going to lie, but maybe maybe one day I might. uh, might treat myself to a cruise Tom.
1: Also, that whole thing of people going missing on cruise ships, that sort of uh, darkens the appeal of, of jumping on one of those floating food courts. But every cloud has a silver lining because we've got producer Sammy who's uh, filling in for Jace today, and he's going to do a swell, uh, a sports report all around the world and bring in his hot topics for the weekend that he would like to talk about. And that is going to be a hot one. But Gibba, we got to get to a break. And I just want to let you know that we're coming to you from SCNSA Studio Lumo at number one King William Street, which is powered by Lumo Energy SA. As I said, we are live and interactive on 0427 154 166. Up next is your NBA, NBL basketball rap giver. Top of 26 degrees today. It's currently quarter to nine.
0: (laughs) City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wild Peak AT3W All-Terrain Tyre.
4: This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom
1: Lyon. Oh yes, good to have your company this morning. Top of 26 degrees today in Adelaide for our last show of the year. Saturdays in SA. Bryce Gibbs has come in rollicking form and we are about to do this. They're playing Uh, uh. uh. Yeah, Yeah, so so you were at the entertainment centre last night for the 36ers' wild comeback. Uh, which was probably the best I've seen, although I've only been following them for six months. But Bryce, tell us about that and tell us more broadly about how the NBL is tracking overall. 36 is sitting in eighth spot.
2: Yeah, big big win in terms of their season. Obviously not a not mm. a great start. Went through a bit of a, a purple patch there at the Sixers and uh, needed to really win last night and they did yeah. so. But it was, it was looking uh, quite grim, especially in the <laughs> first quarter. It was uh, 18 to 35 at quarter. Of time, uh, Mitch Creek hit a three-point on uh, on the halftime buzzer as well. I reckon some people were walking out of the yeah. stadium, had enough. This is this is no good. And then off the back of the new recruit DJ Vasilovic uh, and Jacob Wiley as well, just being really active on yeah. the boards, uh, a few um, offensive rebounds, and, and just looking looking busy. Uh, Trenton Flowers as well gave a lot of spark off the bench. Just they just kept. Kept in touch mm. and uh, yeah, hit hit a couple of big threes. The crowd started to get involved and, and then in the second half, this this run just come and the momentum build and they hit the lead and they end up getting up by about ten points. Yeah. Uh, with a, with a about three or four minutes to go, uh, the the Melbourne uh, South Melbourne Phoenix obviously are still a quality side. Uh, With a a lot of talent, they came back, got within a couple of points late in the game, but um, they kept getting the ball to, to DJ, and he just kept... Seeking a couple of free throws and, yeah, that they uh, win 96-93 to 93 in, in what was a, a huge game uh, in their season, the Sixers.
1: Yeah, it was incredible. If you had, haven't seen it, you can get those little KO minis. Just have a look. It was jaw-dropping what Adelaide were doing. Would you say they were – because, you know, I don't know basketball as well as you, Gibber, but they were playing with a bit of mongrel. Like, they were just so aggressive on the rebounds.
2: Well, it was chalk and cheese, first yeah. half to second half. Uh, they looked a bit – disconnected bit disjointed uh, the, the body language wasn't great but yeah I'm not sure what um, CJ said to him <laughs> at half time they come out breathing fire and, and just had a lot more energy and and the crowd you know got involved off the back of that and um, yeah I mean when when the entertainment center is is packed and and mm. going crazy like that it was uh, certainly so fun to, to be involved. Um, yeah, it was
1: a good game to go to. So fun that your alter ego, Bruce, emerged from the shadows. Bryce, what else is going on in the world of basketball?
2: Uh, plenty going on in the NBA. Uh, the in-season tournament continues today, so uh, a whole lot of matches. I don't know if you've seen any of that, Tom. A bit of a, <coughs> no. the in-season tournament, a bit of a uh, round-robin going at the moment. Yeah. Uh, they changed the court colours. Yeah, so this is a new initiative, isn't it? A little bit it? different, so uh, there's a bit of prize money on the back of it for the winner. So it's been a a good initiative by the NBA to bring that in. But uh, a couple of games I'm looking forward to today. Mm. The the Clippers, the LA Clippers are are taking on the the young Houston Rockets. The Clippers since acquiring James Harden have gone 0 and six, zero and 7 They've gone on a poor losing streak since he's uh, joined the side, obviously stacked with uh, great talent, Paul George, Kyle Leonard, uh, Russell Westbrook, now James Harden. It's not chilling. Too many big dogs. Yeah trying to make uh, make the play and uh, they're not sort of playing as a team. So I'm looking forward to seeing how they mm. go against a young Rocket side. The Suns take on the Utah Jazz today. Bradley Beal, who uh, is the new recruit for the Suns, the, the new big three in Phoenix, uh, he's going to miss today as well with a back. So he just can't get his body right. The Lakers are taking yeah. on Portland. The Chicago Bulls and the Magic. So there's plenty of good games across the NBA kicking off uh, pretty shortly, Tom.
1: Yep. Now, Gibber, is that a rap for your basketball rap? Yep. Yep. Very good. Did you watch the World Cup? Did you watch any of Australia's performance against South Africa?
2: I did. I did. I watched uh, the first innings. Yeah. When they were four for 40, I think they were, um, the South Africans. Yeah. And And uh, I thought it was done and dusted. Yeah. So I wasn't paying too much attention after that, but... Uh, woke up to some some pleasant news <laughs> that they uh, they've got it done with about uh, three overs to go.
1: yeah there was a few uh, nervous moments I guess throughout the game but overall as a fielding side Australia looks so sharp like they, there are so many exciting players through their team you know Maxwell can do anything head got his 62 as well so he's smashing him around the place actually let's just uh, have a listen to Travis Head's knock. Rabada to head. Oh. He
4: goes big over long on another six. Australia rampant. Through six overs, sixty runs on the board, and the chase is for two hundred and thirteen.
2: Four dot balls in a row. Mark Ribot sweeping, hitting it in the air and into the gap and over the top of everything. Two for 87, Australia Head, clubs it in the onside, out through mid-wicket, pull shot for four, and that's 50 to Travis Head.
4: Wickets with the ball, and now runs with the bat. Australia two for
2: 91 in the 12th over, Travis Head, 53 from just
1: 40 deliveries. Incredible that sound of the bat clubbing the ball just gives me the tingles. Also, Jared's voice, Jared's voice uh, in commentary, always gives me the tingles. Let's have a listen to what Trav had said post-match before we take an eye to the final up against India.
5: I think we knew um, how it was going to play well we, we hoped that we knew how we were going to play and how we would adapt to it So, um, and we probably haven't seen something spin like that much throughout so um, probably had to play a little bit different uh, we knew it was going to be a grind and a battle and um, that's what it was Yeah, I just want to contribute for Australia and, and um, nice to do that again today um, and we get another opportunity in a couple of days time
3: You contributed with ball and bat let's talk about the wickets first of all um, the dismissal of Heinrich Klassen I don't know, it looked a straight ball to me no doubt you can, you can put me right straight
5: as they come and I'm under the pump he's an unbelievable player he's smacking around in South Africa so when he went 4-4 I I knew I was under the pump so yeah I'm not sure how that one got through him but I wouldn't have never dreamed of being in a World Cup final um, playing against the best team one of the, the best team in the competition so far and the bowlers look sharp so I've got to be sharp.
1: Yeah, so not just head uh, dominating, but also Adam Zampa second overall for wicket-takers in the World Cup. Mohamed Shami, who is from India's side, who will be facing tomorrow night, is ranked number one. Gibber, how do you see this final playing out? Who are you keeping your eye on in the final for Australia?
2: Well, it's going to be an unbelievable game, isn't Mm. it? I mean, India are undefeated in this tournament. They're, They're playing on their home deck, so it's going to be an extremely tough matchup. But uh, I mean, I'm, I'm backing, I'm backing the Aussies in. There's no doubt about that, and we're, we're going to talk to uh, Chad Sayers after nine o'clock to yeah. go into it in a little bit more in depth. But uh, I mean, Travis Head's going to play another key role, isn't he? I mean, not only making runs, but he come on with a couple of overs there and and took. He was on a hat trick at one stage yeah. when uh, when the Aussies just needed a couple of wickets when a couple of the the South African batters were were going on a bit of a run. So not only doing it with the bat but with the ball as well. Um, yeah, you just need to to get off to a good start in these finals. And and we we knew in this tournament it wasn't necessarily how you started. It was it was how mm. you finished the tournament. Obviously the Aussies got off to a bit of a slow start but sort of built built their uh, momentum throughout the tournament and and are hitting their straps at the right time. And uh, although... India are going to be extremely tough to beat. You've only got to beat them on the on, on the night. Day. So uh, yeah, certainly certainly confident that we can get it done.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a belter. Match winners on both sides. Tim Payne, who's on S N Tassie, I actually really enjoy his thoughts around the cricket. He spoke about whether there will be lineup changes for the final.
5: I think they got it right, and I think it will stay that way. With the with the game being you know such a short turnaround. I'm uh, the venue for the final has been pretty good. Uh, so I so I don't see any reason to change the team again unless you get there and the conditions are something slightly different.
1: Yeah, so they think uh, he thinks that this side will go in unchanged. I do as well. It'll be interesting to see how the pitch looks, whether it is more of a snake pit uh, for India's spinners to just get on top of Australia. I think it's going to be a mindset thing for the Australian batsmen. If they're not positive towards those spinners, they get a little bit tangled up, so they've got to come in really aggressive and positive to those spinners. But we are coming to you from SENSA Studio Lumo at number one King William Street and powered by Lumo Energy SA. a top of 26 degrees circuit today. And up next, we are talking to friend of the show, Chad Sayers, about all things World Cup. Oh, Sam-
0: City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wild Peak AT3W All-Terrain Tyre. This is Saturdays in
1: SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Yeah, well, it's an exciting time for Australian cricket. We've made the World Cup final up against arch-nemesis India. And you and I thought, Gibber, who better to get on the line than a friend of the show, He's South Australian cricket royalty, Chad Sayers. Good morning, Chad. What are you up to this morning? Morning, boys. How are you? Yes, very good. Uh, Bryce, I have to tell you, is quite dusty. He's still closing the door on his alter ego, Bruce, who came out last night at the Entertainment Centre. But he's just sharpening up as we've got you on the line, Chad. Uh, how do you like to spend your Saturdays?
5: Uh, I'm actually playing cricket this afternoon, but um, I'm doing oh, nice. a little reno at my house at the moment. So I'm um, hands on here.
1: Yeah, but what what sort of reno are you, like, a very capable man around the house, or is it just a little um, reno? I
5: like to think so, but yeah. um, my wife will tell me different, but, no, nah, I'm pretty hands-on, so I love to get some stuff done.
1: Or, you know, yeah, you know you're at a loss when your wife, like my wife, just starts hiring <laughs> handymen around. You just start discovering men around the house, fixing different things, and, oh, I didn't even know you were coming here. Um what, the Redbacks had a loss to WA yesterday. Uh, tell us about that. How did they, what's the fallout from that for South Australia?
5: Yeah, it was a disappointing um, game, I think, for the Redbacks, although it was uh, a nail-biter again. Um, they were on the wrong side of it this time. But I think um, their bowlers fought back and, and kept them in the game throughout. But, um, again, disappointing for the batters, which I think looked like a difficult wicket uh, to bat on. Um, so a bit of saving grace for them. Both sides struggle to make big, big totals. And in the end, we were just too good with a 10th wicket, 9th uh, wicket partnership between um, Goodwin and Roccicelli. That got them over the line.
1: Now to the World Cup. Australia have sort of built their momentum I- into this World Cup. And now they look box office, really sharp in the field. And, and they've got danger players all through the the team. How... How excited are you for this final up against India? And, and who do you see as the match winners sort of from, from each side, Chad?
5: Yeah, it's exciting. Australia, um, in, the, I think it's an eighth World Cup mm. um, in a row, I think. So, um, no, nah, it's exciting. Uh, India, what better place to play a World Cup final? The place is going to be jam-packed, isn't it? Yeah. Um, with all their crazy supporters. So, I'll definitely be tuning in with a, a couple of great northerns. But... Um, <laughs> I think, obviously, for India, it's Kohli and Robert Sharma up the top of the order. They've been on fire. Um, well, I guess most of their batters have been, but I think they're, they're two main players. If we can get them cheaply, pretty cliche, but um, top-order wickets is key. And then uh, that, all their bowlers are good, so we're just going to have to bat well, I think. And our man um, Travis Head up the top of the order and obviously the firepower of Glenn Maxwell and Mitch Marsh um, will put us in good stead, but it's good to see the bowlers uh, get a little bit of taste of um, a little bit of a spicy wicket. In the last game against South Africa, but they're going to be have to be on their top of the game again
2: against India, as we said. They haven't lost a game or tournament, and I think they're going to be hard to beat. Well, if they're going to drop one, Chad, uh, this is the one we want them to lose. Obviously, need to wait to see what the pitch is going to be dishing up in this final. But uh, what do you think the Aussies need to do? Do they need to win the toss and, and bat first, put a big score on and, and put the pressure on from the start? Or, or do you send India in and, and try get a couple of early wickets and, and put the pressure back on them? How do you sort of attack a final like this? I think you definitely got to win the toss and bat, Gibbsy. I think India had a
5: uh, double-sided coin the whole tournament, haven't they? They've batted nearly every game first. So um, I think most of the results this tournament have gone to the batting side first. So I think that's what uh, Paddy Cummins would look to do. Um, get a big score on the board and then try and defend um, with the bowlers. But uh, it's going to be difficult. I think they just got too much firepower at the top with their batters.
1: Now, one-day bowling is a little bit different to the longer format and Australia's got a bit of a mixed bag with their bowling attack. You've got Cummins and Stark coming in and then Maxwell and and Head pitching in for a couple of overs. Adam Zampa is the second-highest wicket-taker for the whole tournament. How how do they approach this game with the bowling attack? How do you think they might structure uh, that attack going into sort of the first 10, 20 overs?
5: Yeah, I think that's... you just got to mix it up, I think, against India. Um, if you keep one bowler on for too long, then they can take full advantage of that. And I think that's what they've done throughout the tournament. And India's batter put put pressure straight back on, on the opposition bowlers. So that's where Paddy Cummins has got to be smart and maybe slow it up early um, and then get the pace on throughout the middle and maybe go short plan a little bit throughout as well. But um, as I said, one day bowling, it's bloody tough. Um to navigate and um, you've got to come up with some good plans to be good at it.
1: Yeah. There's a school of thought that Australia can sometimes fall or get a little bit stuck in the mud with the Indian spinners. So uh, I say they need to be really positive and really try and get on the front foot against them. Otherwise, they're going to fall in a, in a bit of a tangle. Uh, how do you view that with the batting? What, what should Australia be looking to do against those Indian spinners?
5: Yeah, 100%. I think if you get stuck just trying to defend and and navigate through those overs against spinners like Jadeja, then as you say, you're going to get a good ball somewhere and and get out. So I think full on the attack for the Aussie batters, um, we know Mitch Mars can come out and and get on the front foot early. Um, Steve Smith and Marners have to be busy, and then um hopefully English at the end uh, can finish off with Maxwell. Um, we know how good Maxwell is against spinners. He's got every shot in the book. So that'll be exciting to watch.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Chad, thank you so much for joining us. You're officially a friend of the show. And good luck with those renovations. I hope your wife is approving for each and every one of them.
5: No, thanks, boys. Uh, enjoy your day, Gibbsy.
1: <laughs> He's thoroughly enjoying it. That's uh, Chad Sayers right there, friend of the show, and uh, SCN special comments. He's uh, got a great perspective on the game.
2: Yeah, he speaks very well and uh, still having a, a bat and a bowl himself yeah. by the sounds of it. So, uh, great day for cricket today. As you Absolutely. said, top of 26, it'd be uh, be nice out there.
1: Centre wicket. Yep, cricket perfection. I used to, did you ever play cricket, Gibber? Were I didn't. Come, no, no I that's didn't. bizarre. Yeah. My Back, fa-
2: backyard specialist.
1: Yeah, backyard specialist. I, I played for a while in, in grade cricket and under 17s, but my favourite time of day was tea time where you come in and every person at the club has bought something to contribute to the table. So when you're that age, it's mostly junk food. So it's uh, pizza shapes, chicken crimpy shapes... Original flavored shapes, and whatever the other uh, flavor of shapes was, was
2: most of it. What were you, Tom? Batter, bowler? I was out. a
1: wicketkeeper batter.
2: Wicketkeeper?
4: Yeah.
1: Nice. So that's how I got uh, my go in the upper levels because, of course, when the best wicketkeeper goes down, uh, default, default, I come skating through like Stephen Bradbury and get a shot. So, yeah, wicketkeeping was my go. Uh, it got scary, though, when they bowled really fast, Bryce. It's currently 10 past nine. got to get to a break. It's uh, top of 26 degrees today in Adelaide. <laughs>
0: City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wildpeak AT3W All Terrain Tyre.
4: This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom
1: Lyon. Oh yes, final show for the year. We are up and about. We've got plenty more to come your way, particularly around all things draft on Monday night, what the machinations might be around that. But right now, we're going to reflect on the year because it's been a massive year in the world of sport, our best and worst uh, things that come to mind for us. Uh, Also, we've got your text coming through on 0427 154 166. This one says, morning, boys. I have really enjoyed the show this year. Something fresh. We've had a lot of laughs on the way to Saturday's sport. That is a very, very nice text. Some nice
2: feedback there. We love that, don't we, Tommy? And Steve's chirped in as well, asking Tom, uh, have you ever tried deep fried ice cream? Um, Before. He suggested the the double butter, the double popcorn butter isn't built for your heart. So
1: uh, in
2: saying that, though, have you tried uh, deep fried ice cream? I I haven't. I didn't even know that was a thing.
1: Yeah, I did. I've heard of it. I know that, well, it is what he's saying it is. You're getting ice cream and placing it into a deep fryer and it it gets that fried crust around it. I dare say that ain't going to be much better for your heart, but I take that on board. I'm going to, I'm still going to put extra butter on my popcorn because I just love that flavour. Bryce, it's been a massive year in the world of sport. Just a couple of things that come front of mind for us for what took your eye this year. Let's start with some of the good. What took your eye this year in in the good things?
2: Well, being (laughs) a a follower of the EPL and Mm. and soccer in general, and Postacoglu getting the head role at the Spurs. And what a start to his career in the EPL too. One consecutive um, manager of the month awards. I don't think that's ever been done before. So uh, we all... Knew or you'll we'll know the the success he's had wherever he's gone, whatever club he's been managing, uh, and also when he was in charge of the national team as well. So mm. uh, yeah, great to see Ange Postecoglou do such a great job er, early in his uh, Spurs manager career.
1: Yep. Uh, anything else falling into the good or bad department there?
2: Oh, there's plenty, Tom. Okay. Well, uh, well if we go to the the grand finals, the AFL yeah. grand final and the NRL grand final. Getting played on the same weekend, to absolute cracking, Beltes. cracking close games. Whipping
1: games, yeah. Uh,
2: that comes to mind. Uh, the Aussies obviously retained the Ashes, a little bit of a, a dull affair in terms of being a draw. Yep. But that didn't come without its controversy uh, throughout the series, which we, we yeah. love to see. Drama, drama, drama everywhere. Feel. Everywhere,
1: yeah, we love it because we. It doesn't matter if we won or lost, we re, we retained the ashes, which is all that matters.
2: So there's a, a couple of things that uh, come to come to come front of to your
1: mind. mind. Okay, so well my best w- for sure was the Matildas World Cup run. These girls changed the whole country's like relationship with soccer, and their English game uh, game against England. Sorry, had the biggest TV viewership numbers ever. So that speaks for itself. We couldn't get enough of it. I was just so captivated and absorbed in their journey and that penalty shootout with France was the first thing that sort of uh, just reached the pinnacle of sport
3: 21 year old Courtney Vine at her first World Cup can write the Matildas into history cue
1: the party wild scenes in Brisbane yeah, my my poor heart has been gassed <laughs> since that penalty shooter. It's such a brutal way to finish a game.
2: Yeah, it was, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean they they took us just on a, an yeah. amazing couple of weeks, didn't they? The Matildas, and it was great to see the nation get behind them. And although you know would have loved to see him go on and and win mm. win the World Cup, uh, they still did us very proud and and uh, a couple of uh, an amazing memories from that tournament that we'll, uh, we'll never forget.
1: Yeah, yeah, they, they'll be cherished forever. And then it was punctuated by Sam Kerr's goal against England. Even though we lost it, it was sort of an icing on, on the campaign. And that will go down. That goal will go down in history as well. Here it was for those who want to reminisce. Australia have won it back. And now there's a break here. Sam Kerr can run
4: it
3: nearly bright. Sam Kerr continues on. Edge of the box. Kerr strikes! But Russo has her pocket picked, and here's Sam Kerr. She's going to need some support. Kerr running at Bright.
1: Kerr with the shot. Oh, I say,
3: that's incredible!
1: But that's the goal of the tournament. Yeah, I love those English commentators. She get goosebumps
2: like uh, just hearing that commentary again, and and we all know Sam Kerr came into the, that tournament mm. under an injury cloud and it took her a little bit to get going and, and the pressure she was under to perform mm. in that game. I think she, she didn't have her best performance in that game, but to to put that absolute world-class yeah. strike in the back of the net um, when, when Australia needed it most was, uh, was pretty special.
1: Yeah, I, I reckon the best thing to come out of it was... It put a spotlight on the world game for Australia and Australia's relationship and influence within that game and possibly more investment that's going to happen from grassroots and the influence all those girls uh, now have over the younger girls who are watching them. But in particular, we were introduced to stars like Mackenzie Arnold and uh, Mary Fowler, who I'm obsessed with now. Who's who's she dating? Is Nathan Cleary good enough for her? (laughs) These are the questions we've been asking every week. Give yeah,
2: her. It is. And uh, yeah, by reports, uh, Jude Bellingham from uh, yes. Real Madrid might have uh, been uh, sliding into her DMs as well. So she's uh, she's she's going pretty well, Mary, at the moment.
1: Yeah, she's uh, the most desired woman, sporting woman in Australia now. Obviously, Bryce, my worst is an obvious one.
2: Uh, I reckon I, I can guess guess this.
1: Okay, well... I'm going to deliver it to you anyway. <laughs> My worst is obviously that goal decision against Adelaide. They were finals bound. Keys kicked a season-defining goal and the umpire made a season-defining decision. Keys
3: opens it up.
5: The process is broken down. Now, we can't see conclusively or not from that vision but whether it there hit the post. But has to be a review. But how has it not gone to the score review with a minute left on the clock? That is a debacle. And I think finally, after
2: everything that's been spoken, it doesn't change off the back of that. Something is wrong.
1: For the record, I'm not saying it is the umpire's fault. It's the technology. And yes, the, you are. Yes, you are. <laughs> no, you, no, I only say that quietly behind closed doors. But it's the technology. It's the AFL's processes. So it'll be an interesting watch to see if... Uh, the AFL actually do something about it because they would have to be having conversations behind closed doors to sort this out before it happens, you know, well, before it ruins someone's season.
2: Well, (laughs) it did ruin the Adelaide Crows' season. It it cost them uh, a finals campaign, time, And you can imagine if that was to happen in a grand final, Mm. we saw how close this year's AFL grand final was. And if it was to come down to a decision like that... Yeah you can just imagine
1: yeah all oh, help there were the streets there would be looting there would be fires uh, there would be floods as well.
2: well well yeah after that incident we saw every goal no matter how close it was or not yeah it was if there was any doubt whatsoever it, it was, was at least reviewed yeah so They
1: should be reviewed anyway. Anyway, look, I'll get off my high horse now. Hopefully, uh, for the Christ's sake, it drives them to uh, leave destiny in their own hands rather than a simple call like that. And uh, they win a few more games to sort of make sure of it. Bryce, we're going to get to a break. It's 22 minutes past nine. We've still got a few best and worst bits in relation to your performance this year bryce and mine as well i know you've got one there for me so we're going to get to a break it's 22 minutes past nine
0: City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wild Peak AT3W All-Terrain Tyre.
4: This is
0: Saturdays in SA
1: with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Coming to you live from Studio Lumo at number one King William Street, which is powered by Lumo Energy SA. Gibber, massive game for our Crows girls at 7.15 tonight, Norwood Oval. The Crows girls taking on Sydney, and it's the first time that they've actually encountered each other, which is quite bizarre.
2: It is a, a unique uh, situation, isn't it? Sydney, yeah. obviously, new to the competition last year, didn't win a game at mm. all, time and find themselves in uh, in what, what is it, an elimination final. So yeah. great, uh, great 12 months worth of growth for them. But, yeah, to not play... <laughs> The, the Crows at all in the last two years, and then they find themselves playing each other in a final. It was a little bit different, but uh, we know, being only a short season for the yeah. girls, they don't get to play everybody once, so um, yeah, a little bit strange, but uh, should uh, should be a cracking game. Sydney are in good form, and the Crows mm-hmm. obviously looking uh, looking to bounce back after a, a disappointing loss to Brisbane here last week.
1: Yeah, the Crows will be seething, and uh, Hatchard there, I can see a named smack bang in the centre, but that, that is quirky. Matthew clark spoke about playing sydney for the very first time
5: yeah welcome to the aflw that's <laughs> there's some interesting things happened and yeah we've never played them before um and uh, but yeah i've obviously become pretty familiar with their work over the last particularly last month their, their footy's been
3: outstanding so they've uh, They've really surged towards the end of the season, and uh, it'll be a, it'll be a
6: good matchup.
1: Yeah, so Sydney for them to be a chance tonight, I reckon they're going to have to bring their maximum pressure game, which they have been quite good with. Uh, Matthew Clark spoke about that as well.
5: Over the last fortnight, their their pressure is really elevated. So they've you know they laid a record number of tackles last weekend, and but they also offensively they're they're quite strong. They move the ball to the outside of the contest really quickly, uh, and obviously you know Malloy's a threat down forward. Uh, they lost one of their key targets last weekend through injuries, which is, you know, to our advantage, a obviously disappointment. But um, no, they're just playing a really nice, balanced style of footy,
2: based mainly off the pressure and then some spread.
1: Yeah, for what it's worth, I reckon the Crows are going to get the job done. What about you, Gibber?
2: Yeah, the big guns need to fire. Mar- Mar- Everybody, Marinoff, Hatchard, they play well, they win.
1: Yep. It's 9.30. We're going to get to the news and something big coming your way after the news, Gibber.
0: City discount tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wild Peak AT3W all-terrain tyre. This
4: is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon.
1: Beautiful top of 26 degrees today in Adelaide. A nice day for just moseying through your activities. What's on for you, Gibber?
2: That's a, a great question. So I'm, uh, I'm one out this week uh, mm. being a full-time father with uh, my wife over in Melbourne for a Loves. wedding. So I am, uh, I'm doing all the heavy lifting. So I might just take them to the park. It's going to be a lovely day. and
1: Yeah, sun's out, buns out. The
2: kids can, uh, can choose their adventure today.
1: <laughs> nice. Uh, Got to ask, what are you, I'm looking for something to watch. What are you uh, watching on Netflix at the moment? Uh,
2: I just started the um, Robbie Williams did you? Four episode documentary. Yeah. Me pretty, good, too. pretty good start.
1: Yeah, I've, I've watched the first, actually, episode and a half, and I'm loving these new format of, of Netflix documentaries in the same vein as the David Beckham one, where obviously, I mean, the star is in control of, of how their narrative is told, but they're very honest and raw. And I'm thoroughly enjoying this one about Robbie because it brings back all the memories. You know, you forget he was in Take That at age 16. That's incredible.
2: Yeah, it was. And and the way that sort of ended, I was sort of across that completely no. so it was uh yeah good to to learn a bit more about him and uh he's gonna be in town yeah i think next week isn't he
1: yep and obvious and the myriad of drug problems and uh all sorts of creative issues robbie had is just a interesting story big recommend on that one now gibber time for our 2023 reflections uh our personal reflections right now we've done our biggest moments worst moments as well in sport so time for a couple of personal ones and we're actually not going back very far we're just going back to last week uh, we love to illuminate when somebody sounds stupid because it's just funny we learned that in 2023 sometimes your brain comes to a complete halt. You might be mid-sentence and completely stop talking and leave some dead air is what it's called <laughs> in the industry, which is a big no-no for radio and TV. So let's look. Let's go back to last week when we interviewed Sample Talent Manager Brenton Phillips and we had a bit of trouble with his phone line so I asked you to pad for me, which means I asked you to say something so we wouldn't have dead air. We want to drill down on some of our homegrown talents. So Brett has been kind enough to join us. Good morning, Brett. How's your morning going? Can you hear
2: him? I can hear you, Tom.
1: Okay. We're just going to bring Brett up. Bryce, can you pad for me just for one second?
2: <laughs> Did I say yep?
1: Brett, we got you there. No, all right. We'll go searching for Brett. You, it was more like just a whimper. Yeah, I said you good to pad, and you went. <laughs> well, I, I'm st-
2: like, listen, I'm still learning. You're AC might send. I don't, well, I, don't yeah. need, I don't know what pad means. Can you pad for me? Give. I'm, I'm looking around, going, what's he talking oh, well, about?
1: Look, we we live and we learn. Um, look, you you left uh, a gap big enough for a truck to drive through, and I'm not talking any truck. I'm talking a gigantic road train. <laughs> Can you hear
2: him? I can hear you, Tom.
1: Okay, we're just going to bring Brett up. Bryce, can you pad for me just for one second? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll go searching for Brett. (laughs) Uh, Now, that's not the first time you've left room enough for a uh, semi-trailer to just drive through the dead air. There was, of course, your debut on Fox footy when uh, they crossed you in the boundary and you just said nothing. (laughs) But I'm not going to go to that one. I'm going to go to this one earlier this year uh, when you were talking about Port Adelaide's forward line.
2: These players could be, your replacements for your Dixons. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're doing some that. very nice things at Port Adelaide. <laughs> you paused it. Uh, no, no, I didn't. That was uh, that was the legitimate length. Um, now, Bryce, you've got something regarding well, well, it Brenton. Was,
2: was no wonder Brenton didn't reply to you or didn't answer your question because you, you were calling him the wrong name, Tom.
1: Yes. That is completely my bad, and, but I did amend it at the end and I did uh, apologise to Brenton and he came back with something quite sharp actually. Oop, he came back. With, I'm going to do what is now known in the industry as padding, but he uh, came back with something. Very comprehensive, Brenton. Uh, thank you so much for joining us after a, a tricky start when I called you <laughs> Brett and you still committed to the interview afterwards, which was a fantastic win for our show. Um, it's such an exciting time for these kids. Brenton, Brett, have a lovely day. <laughs> no
4: worries, Tim. Top. <laughs>
2: it was sharp yeah. work from... Uh old Brett for it, wasn't
1: it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i get him mixed up with the tennis guy. Uh, Bryce, very nice. Uh, we're going to, up next, I'm very, very excited for this. We have producer Sammy stepping into the studio to talk some garbage with us. Uh, all the hot topics, hot button topics from the week of sport and a few questions headed your way, Gibber. We're also interactive on 0427 154 What's your Saturday statement? Uh, what's front of mind for you today? Or you can even give us a call on one 736 736 is the top of 26 degrees today, currently 940.
0: City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wildpeak AT3W All-Terrain Tyre.
1: This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Yes, so good to have your company this morning. Very nice. Top of 26 degrees today in Adelaide as we welcome to the studio producer Sammy. How are you going, Sammy? I'm great, Tom
7: Gibber. It's a pleasure to be here on the final show of the yes. year. Yes. Well, Jace though, I'm, I'm very jealous. I've, I, I love you blokes, but I'd much rather be on a cruise ship. And, uh, if you
1: had the choice, you would choose the cruise I'd, ship? I,
7: yeah. I, I'm, it, it's really uh, Lion Ball, but yeah. I, I would cru- choose the cruise ship. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And Jace has obviously chosen the cruise He's ship. He's chosen
1: well. the cruise ship over us. Um, having a very well-earned break, though, That's it. That's it. producer well, that's, it.
7: that's it. That's it. But um, hopefully he'll be back in time uh, for Live Golf next year, which was yes. uh, announced this week. So the April 26 weekend in 2024. Now, if you had to say one highlight of Live Golf this year, what mm. do you reckon it would have been for 2023?
1: Okay, for me, it would have been Burt Kreuzner, I think his name is. He's a comedian and he's the man you see in that footage when I forget the player's name. He hit a hole in one. Chase Kepka. Chase Kepka. There you go. A hole in one and Bert ripped his top off and started swinging it around his head and he sculled a full beer. So that that was my personal highlight. What about you, Sammy?
7: I was going to say the Chase Kepka hole in one at the party hole. Yeah. The party hole was, uh, I worked there last year or this year for SEN. It was just. Absolutely nuts. next level. We had Matt Rogers stationed there the entire time, and I tell you what, I think he was a different man after <laughs> uh, spending the entire weekend at the party hole. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Greg Norman, um, the head of Live Golf, has spoken about the potentially being bigger and better than ever. Well, mm. earlier this week on Sports Day, SA Grange president Nicole Ranton and Reynolds spoke about the possibility of a second party hole yes. at Live Golf. Yes. That's what we here. want. Two the times. more
1: party, the better. Um, I will seek that one because it's just disappeared. We're just padding. We're we're (laughs) doing a bit of padding. No, that's okay. Uh, Now, what I need to know uh, while we're padding is Sammy, uh, Bryce and I weren't able to get in on Live Golf this year because we were too late. We didn't realise what was actually coming to Adelaide, which was the best party of a lifetime. Well, you were
7: distracted by the gather round literally the week before.
1: Yes, exactly. So we uh, want in. We want in on next year's – We want to do a show from there. We want to do something. How do we go about this process, Sammy? uh, Can you give a recommendation? I reckon
7: we have a chat to Hutchie um, because I reckon all of South Australia is going to want to – get into the uh, Live Golf next year and the party hole. So we were set up in the fan zone, just right right in the thick of it. We were actually next to one of the holes sort of facing out towards the fan zone. And um, some of the stuff you saw in the fan zone was just unbelievable. So that's where they actually had the concerts. Yeah, so we sort of saw Fisher live, um, really, and we saw oh the bloke's name escapes me, but one of the golfers came out and just uh, after having a long hard day of playing some golf, he came out and he just enjoyed invo-
2: enjoyed the festivities. It was Cam Smith? Didn't Cam Smith do a shooey? Yeah, Cam Smith. Yeah, he, yeah. Did, he with did Fisher yes. actually,
7: like just yep. absolute yep. On the stage, Carry on, absolute chaos. But, uh, um, so I'm, I'm not sure go how it would have gone for the golf there next day, but um, yeah, there's some ridiculous scores as well with uh, Taylor Gooch. I think he shot something like 19 mm. under or 24 under. Um, but have we got the audio there of Nicole Renton? And rent yes, awards? that
1: one has officially gone into the ether for now. Um, but we shall move on, while, on I, while I discover that no one. No worries. Oh. Well, and,
7: and another big announcement from earlier this week was the news that Gather Round will return to South Australia. Yep. Um, now, it's probably good that Crows and Port don't play a showdown in Gather Round uh, to maximise crowds. So I reckon... It's just a big win there, just so we can essentially get as many people mm. as we can to all of the games. Uh, but the, the gather round kicks off on Thursday, April 4, Adelaide versus Melbourne at Adelaide Oval. So obviously there was a bit of um, bit going on between the Crows and the Demons over trade period. Yes. With, uh, Clayton Oliver being rumoured to um, be on his way to the Crows, which would have just added the next dimension to the Crows midfielder. I think he's oh. exactly the sort of player. See,
1: I'm on need. your side with this, Sam, um, I I think he's got. He has that burst out of stoppage. Gibber was of the opinion that Adelaide already kind of have that type of player.
2: Yeah, I I wasn't a fan of the the Crows (laughs) going after Clayton Oliver. But uh, yeah, yeah, you would. So that's obviously going to be a blockbuster game. Um, Thoughts on the venue choices? The the Barossa Valley missed out. on on getting a game. And and I know a lot goes into it in terms of the the Oval and the infrastructure and, you know, having a a venue suitable to to host a a game. But uh, we're going to see two games in Mount Barker, two at Norwood Oval again. Thoughts around that, fellas? Well, let's have a listen to what the Premier, Peter Malinowskis, had to say about no game being in the
7: Barossa in 2024.
5: So we're really keen on a game in the Barossa. I've I've said that publicly. That's going to happen in 2025. The only reason why it's not happening in 24 is the time it takes to bring the infrastructure up to scratch to meet an AFL standard. So we just weren't able to do that by April next year, but we're confident we will have it in place by 25.
7: So give how much do you know about the game the the grounds up in the Barossa like where would a potential game in the Barossa be situated? Well,
2: it's a it's a good question and from what I know, the the grounds are quite small yeah. out in the Barossa. So, mm. I mean, is that suitable to, to host a, a, an yeah. AFL game? I know Norwood Norwood's, Oval yeah, down at the parade's not, not, not the biggest oval either, but you know the the way they can you know, have the the coverage there. They've yeah. obviously got the the LED lighting, the 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 big screen, got the lights, um, and the lights as well. So they have. A lot of things in their favor. And favour. the AFLW sort of game is playing there
7: as well. So you know that the ground's up to AFL standard when it needs to be.
2: Correct. And then what they did out at Mount Barker was, was pretty impressive as well. Yeah. Obviously, that's a huge oval, a lot of space. And the way they put in the the infrastructure around it to, to host the game was, was really good. And uh, I, I think it's, as as the Premier said, it's just finding a venue that can actually can sustain and yeah. hold... Mm. what would be a, an AFL game there. So hopefully they do find a, a way and work it out because uh, you can imagine, you know, heading down there, uh, spending some time at some some wineries and, and going and watching a game. Whoa, It'd be yeah. a, a good vibe down there, wouldn't
1: it? So he's all but assured for 2025 though, hasn't he? For
7: 2025, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah there's a there's a deal in place um, for a certain amount of years for Gather Round to be in South Australia. I'll just need to get back to you um
1: you know, especially without notice. Okay, yeah, reporter. reporter, Sammy. Sammy, uh, now, Nicole Rantan-Reynolds. On she, the on the party hole? Oh, she spoke, yes, she about spoke the party on, holes. And and Monday. it has emerged. Definitely one party
6: hole. I'm not sure about a second one that's still in the planning, but possibly increased capacity at that party hole, simply because (laughs) it was a phenomenal experience to be there and to have a hole in one. You just hold the event and the way that it was embraced by the public and the golfing public as well but when we had a hole in one that just really put the icing on the cake and that took it international you have events around the world that are fantastic sporting events but i think a girlfriend of mine was in india and within four minutes of having a hole hole in one at grange she was on the phone saying that is
1: fantastic i've just seen it on television mm-hmm. Yeah, well, wow, that's uh, about the potential for a second party hole yeah. in live golf. Nobody loves a party hole more than Bryce Gibbs.
7: <laughs> Don't you mean Bruce Gibbs?
1: Bruce, Gib- Then Bruce Gibbs. Uh, now, Sammy, so what we'll, else you got for us? So we'll
7: keep going on Gather Round. Now, the Thursday night fixture, as I mentioned, mm. Adelaide Crows versus Melbourne. Obviously, there was also the talk about Harrison Petty, as well as Clayton Oliver last year coming to the Crows. Friday, it'll yep. be that Twilight fixture at Norwood Oval. Brisbane versus North Melbourne. Now, last year, I believe that was Fremantle versus Gold Coast at Norwood in the twilight spot, um which probably didn't work mm. quite as well for the WA fans because I think it ended up being about 1 o'clock in the afternoon Uh, just with the time difference for those over in WA. Uh, Friday night, Port Adelaide versus Essendon, which should be a cracker of a game if Essendon keep improving like we expect them to with all their new recruits this year. Saturday, West Coast versus Sydney at Mount Barker. That's a bit of a fizzer, I would probably say. Yep. Uh, Carlton versus Fremantle at Adelaide Oval. That has the potential to be a a very, very good game. Western Bulldogs versus Geelong. Again, another potential to be a good game. That's a double header at Adelaide Oval. Gold Coast Versus GWS at Mount Barker again. Now I think they're sort of putting these more dud games up at Mount Barker because they know it's gonna (laughs) that you're gonna sell it. Yeah, the crowds. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna sell it out anyway. So you may as well, you know, put some of the. Lesser, uh, Less watch Lesser spectacles lights. there, that's right. And then Richmond versus St Kilda at Norwood Oval on Sunday. And then Collingwood versus Hawthorne Adelaide Oval to finish it off on Sunday evening, the Jack Ginevan game. I think it probably yeah. probably could have been a better fixture.
1: Could have. I thought they should have lined up Adelaide against Collingwood uh, uh, with the games they put up this year.
7: I'd even probably go Collingwood versus GWA. Yes, um, yes, but that, that, they're actually. Op- what do you guys think about the, the, the yeah the opening round concept with four games in the northern states for round zero before all the teams
2: play in the official round one?
1: Yeah,
2: my initial thoughts are I don't really care. like it. I all
1: care, <laughs> but uh,
2: it's just a, a smart business decision, isn't it? Yep. They're, they're cashing in on NRL the being NRL in playing in Vegas uh, over the, that couple of weeks growing the game in the northern states, which is obviously uh, a more rugby-dominated state. So Mm. smart business decision. Will it work? Maybe, maybe not, but... Just keep it the same for mine.
1: Yep. I I love what they've done, though, with some of those matchups in the earlier rounds of the year. Particularly, there's that opening one for Dimmer, coaching against his old Tigers. I'm actually fascinated to watch this one. Gold Coast v. Tigers at Heritage Bank Stadium March 9. Uh, Just to see how he has Gold Gold Coast playing and uh, what sort of game style they they might have against... uh, They,
2: they, They make the eight next year. You reckon? Hands down.
1: Yeah, yep. they, they should. He's got, so, I mean, he was like a boy in a candy shop uh, when he turned up there. And he's coming up against Adam Uze, who is in his first game ever in charge of the Tigers. So that's, that would just be an interesting matchup, Sammy.
7: Absolutely. It'll be an absolute cracker. And as you said, the kid in the candy shop, all the, the fruits of Gold Coast's. Um, I guess, fruits of the labour of them being not great over the past few yeah. years and just developing all these players under Stewie Jew. Uh, it's almost like when uh, Brendan, McCarthy, Brendan McCarthy left the Doggies and Luke Beveridge came in and then they yeah. won a flag. So you could yeah. see a potential sort of spike there where uh, Brendan did all the development work, similar to what Stuart Jew has done over the past four or five seasons. And then you get, you know, Stuart. Uh, Hardwick, Hardwick in, and then they could just go. Um, yeah, the sky's really the limit for um, the Bang Suns. Bang,
2: and they're getting three or four, four of the, yeah, academy. The academy players, the top, you know, yeah, potential top ten in the draft this year. So they're they're going to be poised to make a run in the next couple of years, the Gold Coast, then I've got them a lock for finals in 2024.
1: Well, big call from Gibber. And also, those Academy kids, I mean, they're they're all first rounders. Uh, It's not just this year, but apparently next year and the year after, they've still got a a factory of them coming right through the ranks, Sammy.
7: That's right. That's right. And uh, just quickly, this sports update is thanks to uh, the South Adelaide Netball Club. Support the South Adelaide Netball Club in 2023, 2024. Get your Business Centre Court, to sponsor the South Adelaide Netball Club, sanc.com.au. I just wanted to chat to you boys about the Crows fixture and Port Adelaide's fixture. Now, mm. the highlight, I think, for both sides, round eight, Thursday night showdown. And here's what Adelaide CEO Tim Silvers had to say about the Thursday night showdown on... I, I nearly
1: day. don't know. Oops, sorry. There you, you go. Right?
5: I nearly don't know. It felt like I was bashing my head against the yeah. football for, for a number of years. Um, but what, what I've seen in my, my couple of years is that, like, this is the biggest rivalry in footy. Mm. We keep delivering great games. There's a genuine uh, respect, rivalry, hatred, whatever you want to put it. And it, it deserves a national prominence, a national spotlight. And I know last... Last year, I think, we got, we got one on a Friday night. It might have been the year before, but it w- didn't get that national coverage. Right. And I think because we just keep delivering good games of footy, and it's all about resilience, if you just keep asking, you're mm. a chance. So uh, we pushed and pushed and pushed. And, uh, and I thought maybe when
3: it got to the broadcasters that Thursday night wouldn't hang on. But, gee, I'm glad it did, and uh, it'll be massive for the state. So, Tommy, I think it's a really yeah. good commercial fixture
7: for the Crows. I think they've got six or seven Thursday and Friday night games. Yeah. But I, I think some of the double-ups are potentially tough. If you've got a list of the double-ups that the Crows play.
1: Yes, uh, I certainly uh, do season. somewhere here. Uh, they've got Hawthorne twice. I think they've got Port Adelaide twice. And who have you got there, Sammy?
7: They've got Brisbane, Essendon, Geelong, Hawthorne, Port Adelaide <laughs> and Sydney. So, yeah. Brisbane finals last year, Essendon on the up, Geelong, you never know where they're going to be. They're either going to be probably top four or bottom four, uh, just with their age profile. The Hawks probably, you'd think, bottom four again. Port Adelaide probably... Top eight, top four. And the yeah. Swans, I, I, I'd expect them to bounce back. Absolutely. The top four or the top eight uh, next season. Uh, but another one for Port uh, Port Adelaide's fixture is that they've got six of their first eight rounds at home. They play West Coast, Richmond, the Demons, Bombers, Dockers, Pies, Saints, Crows, and then a couple of other games. Cats away, and then the Hawks at home. Here's what Port Adelaide CEO Matthew Richardson had to say about an overarching view of their 2024 draw.
3: There's probably three three lenses that you look through for our members and our fans. We've got a great mix of time slots at Adelaide Oval with some really feature games. Six games Adelaide Oval in the first eight weeks, obviously with. Uh, gather round in round four against the Bombers on a Friday night and then an away showdown on Thursday night, which is terrific for the first time. The best rivalry in Australian footy on a, on free-to-air television, which is great, and then some feature games through there as well on a Saturday night against Melbourne. So we've got a really strong start to the year at home for our members and fans. Commercially, it's excellent. We've got, I think, seven of the 14 games so far on um, free-to-air and in prime-time slots and then from uh, in terms of getting around the country we play in um just about every state once so that's great for our our members around the country and we know that our um you know our home members here in Adelaide love travelling around the country played the MCG 3 times Marble twice so all in all it's um it's a really good balance and um yeah we're really happy with it
7: yeah i agree with Matthew Richardson there a really good fixture for Port Adelaide next year and if they come out of the block strong then it Really sets their season up well. Mm. Now, quickly before we get to Nicole Bolton on the other side, thanks to the South Adelaide Netball Club. Get your business sense at court. Support the South Adelaide Netball Club, sanc.com.au. Thursday Night Footy, lots in the first half of the year, but no guarantees in the second half of the year. Here's what fixture boss Josh Bowler had to say on the Thursday Night Footy Games.
2: Yeah, so w- this year we've gone from uh, generally we do a block of five or six yep. Thursday nights to 14 and so that's just going to be a really good test for us to see um, what, what it means for the clubs, what it means for the quality of matchups, and, and we'll continue to, to assess that. Um, I think it's a, a bit of a watch and wait. Um, de- definitely going into 2012, 2025 we'll have 15 off, off the top at least. Yep. Um, but I think this year is a bit of a let's see how the 14 play out and, and
1: Yeah, very interesting there. I would just love to see Thursday night games uh, through the whole year. But good news for the Crows and Port Adelaide in particular because it's been way too long since they've been premiered as a standalone uh, free-to-air television game for the showdown. That is just a must. But, uh, Sammy, very comprehensive. Thank you for your sports wrap.
7: Thanks, boys. Great to be here.
1: Uh, Yes, very good. Now, just a bit of extra for uh, South Adelaide Netball Club. Get around them in 2023-24. Get your business centre-court Sponsor the South Adelaide Netball Club, sanc.com.au.
0: City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wild Peak AT3W All-Terrain Tyre.
4: This is Saturdays in SA
0: with
1: Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Oh, yes. Thank you for joining us. Top of 26 degrees today in Adelaide. And our women's strikers are sitting pretty second on the ladder. A win against the Sydney Sixers today will pretty much guarantee a spot in the finals. Nicole Bolton, assistant coach of the strikers, joins us this morning uh, to talk all things women's cricket. Good morning, Nicole. Uh, what's on for your morning, Saturday?
6: Please. Well, we've got a pretty long day to, to wait until we play at 7.10. So, um, yeah, a few few of us staff actually kicked off at 7 a.m. this morning and joined in with one of the park runs over here in mm-hmm. Sydney. So, yeah, we, we've been up and about. But, um, yeah, it's going to be a bit of a long day for the girls. Um, you know, we haven't played a game this late before, so um the sun's out weather's looking really good so i think everyone's pretty pumped to to get out on north sydney tonight
2: yeah it is a little bit strange isn't it how does that change the mindset of the girls you encourage them to i mean you've you've been there and you've done it before nicole is it does it disrupt the the prep do you need to do things a little bit differently giving it's a bit of a longer wait or you try and keep things uh, the same as much as you uh, as much as you can
6: Yeah, I think um, when we arrived yesterday, we sort of went straight to North Sydney and the group had a bit of a run around and then a few players trained. So I think, um, you know, they sort of got something out of yesterday, the girls, which means that today they can sort of have a bit of a a lighter load before the game. Um, They generally head off soon and do a bit of a, a primer in the gym. But yeah, I think most of the girls are quite relaxed and, and know how to utilise their time. So you know, before you know it, it'll be probably five o'clock and, and we'll duck off. But yeah, it's just a bit of a bit of a longer wait. Um, but we. have played our fair share of night games, so I'm sure that the girls are um, pretty accustomed to what they need to do to to prepare for the game.
2: So tell us about the match-up this afternoon. Obviously, Sydney have won four of their last five in some good form, uh, stacked with talent. Uh, They're just sitting outside the top four, obviously going to be a tough one, but uh, how do you see tonight playing out?
6: I think any time you play uh, the Sixers at North Sydney, you've you've got to rock up and um, you're going to be in for a a bit of a hard contest. I think, um, you know, winning four of their last five games, even though they dropped um, one recently against the Scorchers, they're still in some really good form and and, and got a bit of momentum. So, um, you know, I think with the likes of their top order and Perry, Gardner, Burns and and even Bates slotting into that middle it's pretty formidable batting lineup, so we, our bowlers are going to have to bowl really well. And um, yeah, word word around the camp is there's a bit of a short boundary as well that we'll uh, we'll have to have a look at as well. So that might come into play tonight. So yeah, it could be a really hard fought contest. And um, I know some of the girls from last year have got some pretty fond memories of that uh, winning the, the title there, so I'm sure they'll take a little bit of confidence heading into tonight.
1: Mm, so short boundary comes into consideration. Have you had a chance to look at the pitch yet? No, we actually haven't.
6: When we rocked up to um North Sydney, um yeah, it was it was covered just because there'd been a little bit of light rain around, but um we seem to think it's gonna be the pitch that the Scorchers and the Sixers played on a couple of days ago. So um, you know, whenever you play it at North Sydney, it can be a little bit of a runs fest, and you sort of guaranteed a short boundary one side. So, uh, makes sure for you know entertaining cricket, uh, lots of boundaries, and um, yeah, pretty even contest for both sides.
1: And overall, you, your fixture has had some longish road trips for the side. Has that helped b- build the chemistry with the girls? Some of that time spent together over the journey this year.
6: Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, we've had a. A really busy travel schedule but I think also you know the girls are really accustomed to um the requirements and what the big bush brings and um you know they're, they're such a great group they're really flexible adaptable and even when you know slight things don't go our way it never seems to bother them so I think as a group we travel really well um we utilize our time away from the game which is pretty important with such a fast-paced campaign um, and I think it certainly um, brought about some chemistry particularly with some of the new girls we've brought into um, the squad from the UK um, so I think yeah all and all the groups in a really good place and, and hopefully this trip is no different and, and we can take away with two wins
2: uh, and, Nicole, talk a bit about uh, your transition into coaching. Obviously, had a, a fantastic playing career yourself and, and now uh, transitioned uh, into the coaching space. How have you found that? And uh, certainly learning a lot, no doubt.
6: Yeah, it's been um, quite a ride so far. I think um, no, no, no day is the same. Um, you sort of expect the unexpected, but I think it's a really good thing. It keeps you on your toes and... I'm really lucky because I get to sort of be mentored by Luke Williams, who's probably um, the, the it coach at the moment in not only the Australian system, but well sought after man um, across the world at the moment. So I get to to learn a, a lot from him. And, and even now working um, alongside Amy Sathas-Wade as well, um, kind of have to pinch myself a little bit because, you know, just taking in some of their knowledge and how they go about it. So it, that's been really awesome. And, and I guess being able to to work in the state program back home in in Adelaide has um, been awesome. Like the girls are, are great, um, you know they're really hard workers. They get the most out of their ability, and they sort of make make your life as a coach pretty easy when um, you know every day you're rocking up, and you know the athletes are actually looking to improve. So from that point of view, it, it's been unbelievable, and um, yeah, just hopefully keep riding this way to the WBBL and, and make a final, which would be another um, awesome achievement and and something that would be a bit of a different experience for myself um, as a coach.
2: Yeah, That was going to be my next question about Luke Williams. You, you mentioned him. He's doing such a, a fantastic job. Uh, what what are his strengths as a coach? What, what are you learning from him every day?
6: I think he just knows how to bring um, a program in terms of not only um, you know, the, the setup up uh, the staff and players together and his relationship and rapport um, with his players is, um, you know, like nothing I've seen before. I think he, he treats them as people first and foremost and, and then the cricketer second. So I think it's really important as a coach to, to understand your players and understand how they tick um, to be able to get the, both, uh, the, best, the best out of them. And I think um, also the way that he sort of challenges but... Um, you know, builds really strong relationships with his staff as well and and that trust aspect. Um, Yeah, he's unbelievable and he's been around the system now for a fair few years and in charge for the last five and I think, um, you know, the group's recent success, not just in the WBBL, I think we were saying today if if we make another finals, it's four finals in five years and, you know, that's a pretty huge achievement for, for a coach to be that consistent and I think what he does is he backs in his He's locals, he backs in his own and he adds really good people to to the system and to the program. And I think, um, yeah, he's just a terrific bloke and um, he's just a, you know, he's a joy to to work with and and be around on a day-to-day basis.
1: Nicole, before we let you go, I know you want to stay in the moment, but Friday the 24th in the afternoon you play the Scorchers at Adelaide Oval. How exciting is that to be in a prime-time slot and the potential to have 30K come to the ground to watch you guys? Oh, it's awesome. I think um,
6: you know, any you get to play on some of these iconic venues is huge and I know the girls are, are really excited and I think it's set up for an amazing fixture. I think, you know, potentially it could be the top two sides of, you know, this W B B. L going head to head and a night fixture at Adelaide Oval. So, um, I guess what more what more could you ask for and um yeah, I just think hopefully we get some really good support from um, the South Australian community and, and everyone gets a, gets around it and, and comes out and droves because I know that the girls are looking forward to putting on a show. And I think if it's anything by the closeness of the of the game over in Perth, it's going to be another nail-biter. So, um, yeah, it's not going to be one that you want to miss.
1: Yeah, love it when uh, Adelaide Oval is rocking. You don't want to miss uh, that one. Nicole Bolton, Strikers assistant coach, thank you for joining us this morning and good luck against the Sixers tonight. Thanks very much for having me. That's Nicole Bolton, a Strikers assistant coach. Uh, I think they're going to get the chockies tonight, Gibber. We are going to get to a break because it's 13 minutes past 10 and we've got a, a little bit more to cover in regards to the draft, which is creeping up very quickly on Monday night. So we're going to get to a break. Top of 26 degrees today in Adelaide.
0: City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wild Peak AT3W All-Terrain Tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon.
1: Yeah, top of the morning to you. It's been a fun time. You can catch up on the whole show when the podcast drops very soon. It's quarter past 10, top of 26 degrees in Adelaide today. Uh, Bryce Gibbs, it's time for the dig, which is thanks to... Our good friends at Sherlock Wheelbarrows view the range at Sherlock. It lasts longer. Sorry, view the range at Sherlock lasts longer.com dot au. Uh, Bryce, do you want to kick us off first? I'm
2: going to Tom, and I'm going to have a. Sorry. Okay. There we go. Fire away. I'll uh, I'll continue to pad for you, from there, Tom. <laughs> I'm going to have a dig at people leaving early. Yes. at a sporting event or a game, they crack the shits or they, <laughs> you know, unhappy with something and they decide to leave early. You know, you see yeah, them, yeah. if their team's, you know, not performing yeah, so yeah, well, yeah. they go, No, nah, I'm Pernature. out of it. it happened last night at the 36ers. The 36ers off to a bit of a slow start, down 17, 18 points yes. even in the first quarter. Got to halftime, <laughs> went to the toilet, went to get something to eat, speaking to a few people out in the lobby and they were on their way out. At halftime, that had enough.
1: Where's the commitment? They, they remind me of Port Adelaide fans. Why come in the first place?
2: <laughs> Why actually make the effort to come to a game, watch it? If you're unhappy, yeah. that's fair enough. But to leave <laughs> the ground, awesome. deserves them right that the Sixers came back yeah. and won in an absolute thriller. But you see it all the time, don't you? Yeah. In other sports as well. So the people that leave Left early, early.
1: Get in the bin. In the bin. In the bin. I oh, love it, Gibber. Very comprehensive. Uh, also, they they rob themselves of a lifelong experience. Uh, okay, Gibber, here's my dig. Uh, there's an unsolved mystery in my back retreat room and it's giving me the, this is my safe space giver. So it's a back retreat. I call it the divorce retreat because it's where I go when Jess needs some space. Uh, I've got my studio out there, a bed, running water, you name it. Uh, I can operate solo out in that room. Uh, Anyway, I woke up this week uh, and the whole floor was soaking wet for no reason whatsoever we had the plumber look into it and it's still a mystery because there's no burst pipes or anything uh, something has overflowed and run all over the carpet but to make things worse it reeks like wee oh. so and the theory is Bryce that I was like right well the burst pipes have obviously released some toilet water or something and the plumber said no the wee smell is coming from within the carpet so Someone or something has been taking a leak on my carpet. I think it's the dog or it's Joan. She's still toilet training. They've been weeing on the carpet without my knowledge. And those wee crystals, once the carpet is wet, they emanate through the air and it's pissing me off.
2: The wee crystals. <laughs> yeah, the Brilliant. wee crystals. That's not ideal, though. Uh,
1: no, it's not ideal, particularly if you have friends over and they walk into the room they're like, what is that?
2: Are you sure you're not you're losing your, your own bowel control? Uh,
1: well, bow would be number twos, but um, bladder control. Bladder control. Well, the, the question, question was raised. Am I wandering around uh, in the dark of night and losing bladder control? And my argument has always been, I don't know. Um, but that's our dig from the job site to your backyard. Lighten the load with Sherlock. Available at Bunnings Warehouse. We're going to get to another break, Bryce Gibbs, uh, because we need to round things out with a solid finish and my view on what will unfold on draft night, Monday night, all the secret squirrel goings on, you know, who's going to work their way to what point. I can see you're getting excited. I can see the the hairs on your arms are tingling up and uh, your nips are protruding through your T-shirt. So that means Bryce is excited. It's 20 minutes past 10. (laughs)
0: City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wildpeak AT3W All-Terrain Tyre.
1: This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Yes, very fun it has been. Bryce has come through the weeds, emerged out of his alter ego from Bruce, back into Bryce uh, by the end of the show. Now, Bryce... This is what gets me excited. Monday night, the draft comes round. Hope is instilled to all sorts of fans for all sorts of clubs. It's like Christmas for the recruiters. And I'm just going to tell you what is going to play out for the Adelaide Crows on Monday night. So they've got pick 10. They're hoping at pick 10. One of these guys, keep an eye out for these names. Connor O'Sullivan, key back. They want him the most. James Leake, he's a one eighty eight centimetre utility from Tassie, and he's sort of just a high high talent. Can go back or forward. Caleb Windsor, the fastest kid in the draft, lightning quick winger, or Darcy Wilson, who's a winger who kicks goals, but has a huge tank. He could play forward flank straight away. So these are the guys they're hoping will slip through, but also willing to trade up to Essendon, or Geelong's pick nine or pick eight to get them. Now, the dream scenario that could unfold. West Coast were very keen on Dan Curtin early, early in the draft, but now they're obviously going to take Harley Reid. And because of needs within clubs, say, like the Bulldogs, who don't need any more key position players because they've got Jamara, they've got uh, Luke Darcy's son, all these different guys, Dan Curtin could slip through to Geelong's pick eight, and he's an absolute star from... WA. So keep an eye on that one if the Crows try to trade up to that one. For Port Adelaide, they don't start until the 70s, but they will be looking to trade back into the second round. Uh, if they can get a kid they like there, they're going to be looking at one of Gold Coast's second round picks to uh, get a look in there. Uh, more news: The Swans at pick twelve. That pick twelve and their future first round at pick twenty from North are on the table to climb up the the order if they can. They've got a list of players, uh, ten to twelve players, who are on their list to. If they don't fall within their pick at number twelve, they're probably going to trade back. Uh, Gibber, what are you going to do on Monday night? Are you going to be watching the draft unfold? Are you going to be sitting there with a beer? with your mates.
2: Well, Tom, that was very comprehensive and this is you're right, this is your yes. Christmas. Love really. love Didn't love even, it. could not even get a word in there. So right. if it plays out the way you yes. think it will, the Adelaide Crows getting a Connor O'Sullivan if they can't trade up mm. to get an earlier pick or a James, like I think he's a good move. bolster their their key back stocks, which yeah. obviously I think is their their Achilles heel at the moment? Um, James Leake, obviously a bit of a utility, can play back or forward, but mm. um, yeah, certainly to get some key backs back on that list. We know they've got a couple of young emerging backmen, as we know, but uh, I think that's where they need to bolster their stocks.
1: Yeah, so there's a lot of awkward heights in Adelaide's back line. Uh, Murray's injured. He's huge. Butts is huge. He's injured as well. Worrell, 195. Ball, Lace isn't going to make it. And Mark Keane, who could make it as a key. So that's why they're probably so keen on young Connor O'Sullivan because he's almost 200 centimetres and he's almost ready to go. He weighs 90 kilos already. So that's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out. Uh, Gibber... A big day ahead for you. It's, it's almost like a survival day uh, after last night's extravaganza at the 36ers. Uh, w- what's on for you? Well, it's been a, a
2: big week, Tom, and, yeah. uh, you know, obviously... Uh, shout out to my wife, who uh, does so well week in, week out. I've had she the does. kids one out this week. And, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, a newfound respect for uh, the work uh, the girls do. They they yeah, the, do truck a lot of the is load. Is that the
1: first time you've met them for a couple of years? <laughs> yeah. So uh,
2: it has been a, a big week, but uh, we've survived. Yeah. And i um, looking forward to having her back tomorrow. But uh, it'll be a, a kid's day today. Yeah. They can choose their own adventure. We'll make it up and see is there where gonna it be takes a, us. Uh,
1: a playground involved.
2: I would have thought so. If yeah. the weather stays nice and warm like it should, uh, yep. set up in a park somewhere and uh, let them Tie themselves Let, out.
1: Yeah, yeah. Let them run themselves ragged. Then they get to sleep early. And then that's when you come into your element and put on that Robbie Williams documentary.
2: Hey, Tom, thanks for the year, mate.
1: Hey, thank you, Gibber. It's been Gibber. Good fun. It has been it's fun. It's gone quick. Go it's quick. gone quick. Uh, and I've genuinely had a great time with you, man. Um, thanks to all
2: the listeners as well. Everyone texting through. we yes, Been so we interactive love you. this year. I hope, hope you've enjoyed uh, Saturday's in SA. A little bit loose, but uh, we've had fun.
1: Yep. Love you. Catch you next year.